This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, The Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. How y'all doing out here? Welcome to episode four of the All Love No Fear podcast. This is your host, KB, joined by my lovely co-host. It is Mark Metapoetic Bennett. Hey, 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 hey. We are here ready to get this episode started. So... As you know, if you've been listening for the last couple episodes, or maybe you're new, welcome. Um, We usually kick our episodes off with a love it or lose it, where we present some choices and each of us has to make some hard decisions about what we would love and what we would lose. This week's um, topic is hard. I have not made a choice yet. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know where this is going to go. So I was watching like a Get On Up, which is the... um, James Brown musical, like, movie thing, biopic, Lord, could not find the right word, um, starring T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, a.k.a. Um, Thurgood Marshall, a.k.a. Jackie Robinson, a.k.a. Chadwick Boseman. That's his actual real name. But he's played a lot of prominent ca- um, characters in movies, and James Brown is one of them. Word. So it made me think, black musical movies, we as a people live for these things. So um, it made me think, well, which ones would I do I really, really, really love and which ones can I kind of do without? So I came up with like four popular ones that I think every black person has seen. Um, you know, hopefully um, you've seen it. Um, you know, we're not a monolith. I'm not going to assume. But, you know, whatever. Um, so the four that I came up with here um, are Dream Girls, Ray, What's Love Got to Do With It and Temptations. The Temptations movie. Which of these four? Would you lose if you had to make a choice, as we're putting forward now, and which one of the four do you, like, love, 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 and would absolutely keep, watch forever, live your best life on? So you said... Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Ray. Ray. What's Love Got to Do With It. What's Love Got to Do With It. And The Temptations movie. Temptations. Which is, I think, is what is it called? I don't know the actual name. I gotta get my life together. But y'all know what I mean. Everybody calls it The Temptations movie. Yes. The five-hour spectacular. Yes, yes. Um, Good God Almighty. (laughs) That is a commitment. You know what's what's weird? When you think about these movies, there's, like, different categories. Like, one is, like, the songs. One is the acting. One is just the story. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just some people just have better stories. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like it's a hard choice because it's like there are so many of them and I enjoy a, a lot of them. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. And so I figured let's bring like a challenging one to the table this time because I feel like the other ones we've kind of like been easy to able to easily pick out our choice. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a hard one. 
Mark is over here in deep thought, really contemplating <laughs> <laughs> his life choices at this moment and be like, where would he go? I'm mostly stalling because I have not also arrived at a decision. I'm I don't know. Um, I'm between two for sure. But like, I don't I don't know if I'm making the right choice. So this is very high stress for me. Choices once What's again. What's love got to do with is with is by it's, it's the one with Tina Turner. Yeah, uh, yeah the Tina Turner one. The Tina Turner one, right? Mm-hmm. So this is why it's I'm I'm confused because like because Dream Girls wasn't a real story. It kind of was. It was based off of what happened to a lot of artists. But it was it was supposed to be loosely based on the story of the Supremes. It's mad loose. I mean, <laughs> there are some parts of it that are quite accurate. I.e., the part about when the group first got together, one person was the lead singer and somebody came in and was like, nah, she's prettier. She'll be a better selling pop artist. And, or you know, every group. no, I get that. But I'm just saying, <laughs> every group I get, yeah, yeah, I understand. That. I understand. I get you. But I'm just saying that was sort of the premise <laughs> of the whole of the whole thing. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you have a choice for us, Mark? For losing? Yes. I'm stalling so strongly. We've got to pick one. Just pick one. Just <laughs> pick one. Just stalling. pick one. Because we're dragging it right now. We're yeah. dragging it. We are yeah, dragging, dragging it. it. Okay. Um, I'm going to lose the temptation one. Okay. Tell me more. Um, I enjoy the temptation movie. Maybe, like, I don't know if it impacted me as much okay. as the other ones. Okay. I think the other ones impacted me, but that might just be a generational thing. Okay. And it's a long movie. Also that. Also that. <laughs> it's a long, also long that. Movie. But like I, I enjoyed the stories. Mm. I enjoyed but I guess in terms of impact, I don't know if it impacted me as much. And like I said, it might be a generational Okay. It might be generational why I say that. Okay. But compared to the other three, I would say that one for me. Okay. Okay. Um, for me, this was a hard, hard decision. And I don't know if I've really made my decision yet, but I feel like I'm also going to agree with you on the temptations only because I have never seen the whole thing full out. I'm still black. (laughs) Y'all can't snatch my card. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I'm blackity black, black, black. However, um, I have never seen that whole thing in its entirety from beginning to end. I've seen pieces here and there, but it's just like every time I sit down to watch it, I'm like, I legit have something to do. I don't have four whole hours to sit and watch this whole situation. So I've never seen it in its entirety. And so for that reason, that's why I feel like it's one I would lose, even though I know it's like a cultural like staple, a cultural phenomenon, like people quote lines from it all the time. Like I get all of that. But like based on the fact that I've never seen it full out, and I've seen the other three full out several times, I would have to say that's the one I I would have to lose. I don't know if that will be my opinion after watching it full out one of these good days when I have four hours of uninterrupted time to actually watch it. But yeah, that's the one I would probably lose if I had to out of these four. I have a question. See, Is there a black music movie that's not about us getting gypped by the record labels? Is that is that an option? Is that is that out there? <laughs> I mean, maybe when they make a movie about like Chance the Rapper I was like, or J. Cole or like, one of them people. Maybe maybe Notorious is not about that. Right. Maybe, that's correct. Maybe Notorious is not about that. It's maybe why. But like it's implied because Diddy was kind of managing things. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't. I, mm. I, yeah. Biggie might have been the only person he's managed correctly. Potentially. But that, um, was, that was, I think, one of his first people, though. Okay. Yeah. I think that was his first like official like artist that was under him. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Something to investigate going forward. Um, yeah. What What's your What's your love it for what we've got left? Dream Girls, Ray. What's love got to do with it? My favorite one out of those three is Ray. Honestly. Okay, tell me more. Um, I think I like Ray a lot. Um, I think I I, I think I like his story. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I don't know if I think I learned a lot from his story too. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know if I knew he was he wasn't born who wasn't born blind. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought he was born. I didn't know he wasn't born blind because I think it's different if you're born blind than if you became blind. Mm-hmm. Because when you when you when you were born with able to see. You have a knowledge of how things look. Right, right. <laughs> you have some knowledge of how things look. You have, mm. you have something to perceive from mm. and everything. So I think your perception is different. Right. And everything. Um, I, I was impressed with the Ray movie and when they were showing like how he figured out like which socks were what color and how he like just kind of adapted himself. Like I thought that was really kind of. Yeah. Kind of cool. Um, I guess I didn't know too much about Ray Charles because I think Ray came out in like 2004. So I hadn't been living in the United States that long. So I didn't really know much about Ray Charles. But I guess because I first encountered Ray Charles as an older man, I just was like, you know, older, cool man. I didn't know he was out here in these streets starting and bopping like he was. He was doing that now. I was like, ooh, oh, Ray, he's out here. He's out here. <laughs> um, he cool or whatever, but he was out here. Yeah. Um, but great movie, though. Great movie. Um, and, I, and it was interesting looking um, through his... Um, the different stages, different stages of depression he went through too, and everything. Mm-hmm. That was that was an interesting um, take on everything too. Yeah, and then the drugs. I didn't realize one thing I noticed about a lot of these movies is like a lot of people was really hard doing hard drugs out here. Like Ray, they had Ray doing the the what was the heroin he was doing. Yeah. Um, Cadillac Records. Um, they had Beyonce's character who was supposed to be Etta James. I think was doing like she was drinking a lot, and I think she was doing cocaine or like I'm like it was a lot of heavy drug use. James Brown was like. That era of musicians was just going ham on the drugs. And and that's why I kind of when I like there needs to be more movies about white musicians because it makes it seem like only black musicians be out here doing drugs. No, 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 no. This, no nobody thinks that. Okay. Um cuz yeah, the the whites be be getting it in. I know. know I, I was being like mostly in movies. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking I, about movies wise. Like I, mm-hmm. I don't really watch many of them, so I don't really have a context to um, <laughs> apply this to here. Because, like, what's that one that came out um, recently that was all about the Oscars, Bohemian Rhapsody movie? Yeah. And I was just kind of like, okay. People was going ham and swearing it was great. I was like, I don't, mm, mm, I don't care. Yeah, but that, that that comes with the cultural divide with music in general. True. People people live and die by that, by that, uh, by that no, song. People think it's lit. I'm like, okay. I mean, it, it is, musically, very much so. But I, I didn't care enough to go see that movie. Um for our categories go I think my love is Dreamgirls I know you're gonna say that I love that movie so much you I can watch it love that over movie. and over again like I know all the songs the soundtrack slaps like oh I love that movie I could watch it forever yeah I really could I love Dreamgirls love it love it love it and I the one thing that grinds my gears about Dreamgirls is how Eddie Murphy lost out on an Oscar because Eddie Murphy acted his behind off in there as Jimmy Early. Okay. And I feel like, I remember after that movie, everybody, I remember after everybody saw that movie, everyone was like, Eddie could sing? 
<laughs> I feel like everybody was saying that after. Right, but I'm like, Eddie had party all the time out here, which I was high-key trying to have be a wedding song, but I don't really think it was being received <laughs> by you in the way that it needed to be received. I kept trying to make it a vibe, and you were just like, no, Kristen, we're not going to play party all the time. But that that's what I wanted. So, you that's know, fine. whatever. But yeah, I just love Dreamgirls. I love the music of, of the movie. I love all the voices like Beyonce, Anika Noni Rose, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson to me, I don't like a single single Jennifer Hudson has ever released. I don't like I don't like the music she makes commercially. However, she sang down in she, Dream Girls. She can sing. And you I mean, and you're gonna love me? Like I remember being in the theater on Christmas Day, getting my edges snatched clean off of me. I was like, Jennifer better go ham. She better go off. Yeah. She, Not off. But woof. Yeah, she can sing. I just wish she had better songs. Yeah, I'm not really feeling what she's got going just, on. I just wish she had better songs. If she had better songs, I feel like it would be different. Right. But, like, the movie just itself was, like, very well written. The songs are... I like the songs a lot. The songs are good. The songs are really, really good. Like, they're, like, relatable and, like, applicable. Like, they're very modern to me. Like, they're very... I guess timeless is the word I'm looking for with their songs. I like the songs a lot. I like... I like the storyline. Like, I feel like they tie up ends well. And it's it's a fairly easy-to-follow storyline. They kind of cleared up plot holes and things like that. So I really, really enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's one of my faves. Forever. Word. Forever. Yeah. So that was our love it or lose it section for this week. Um. So last week, our topic was, is cheating a deal breaker? And we had very um, lively discussion about it. But upon departing from recording, <laughs> I realized... Mark never gave his opinion on this. Uh, he came with facts and figures, but he never told the people what his thoughts were on it. Yes. So I figured before we jumped into our topic for today, let's get Mark's perspective. Is cheating a deal breaker? Part two. Um, I kind of broached that topic last week. I think um, my answer is it depends on the circumstances of it. And I think the circumstances of how the cheating occurred, um, what happened after, how the apology happened. <laughs> like, a lot of things play into that, which is growth <laughs> for me because for a long time I was like, cheating? Nah, I'm out. <laughs> for a long time I've been like, what? I'm out. Nah, son. What? Men can never hang. It's nothing to do with men. Mm-hmm. It's to do with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it has to do with, I'm, I've always been like, I'm out. Now I'm kind of like, we can we can have conversations and let's see how it goes. It's not an immediate no, but let's have the conversation and see where it goes. I'll say that. I just want to be clear. All of that sounds really, really good. But I feel like to have the conversation still ends up with you breaking up with me. <laughs> like, I still feel... <laughs> I still feel like that's where that's where it ends. So I don't really I don't really see why we need to have the conversation if it's still going to end up with you breaking I up. I feel like me. we should have the conversation. What are we I talking like, about? What I are we talking we about? Should, we should talk for what? For what? We, the conversation. You what never conversation? know. You never know what. Mark, come on, come on, come on, come on. Stop playing. You already you already know. You ain't got to lie. You don't have to lie for the viewers. You don't have to lie to me. <laughs> you can just be yeah, honest. You have a wonderful daughter. Like what I'm trying to say is like when you have a child, it just you think about things more. So I, I think I'll have, it would be more pause for me to, like, 
analyze the situation, analyze what happened. It's just a lot of factors that plays into it, like who it was, <laughs> but why why did it occur? When did it, like it just a lot of factors play into it. Who was it? When did it occur? Okay, so if it was a complete stranger or like Idris Elba, I mean he's married, but that's neither. I mean anyway. Um, <laughs> so if it was a complete stranger, someone you didn't know, is that different from somebody you know slash maybe familiar with? Yes. Okay. Do you know why? Why? Because if it's somebody I know and you've met a few times, that means you've been eyeing that person this whole time. You don't know what I've been doing. All right. The point I'm making. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know if I've been eyeing anybody. I might be minding my business. The point I'm making is if it's somebody that I know you've been in contact with, it means that that's been happening. The idea has been happening for a while. But I don't know if that's true, though. Like, that's an assumption. It is an assumption. That you're making. And that, that may that, not necessarily be true. But that's why I said I, I, it's hard for me to conjecture or assume what I'm going to do. Right, in a hypothetical. In a hypothetical situation. I can only say what will happen. That, that You're just saying that's what your first thought would be. Yeah. If it's somebody that I'm familiar with or you're familiar with, you'd be like, oh, well, maybe. Which is not not valid. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, like, it, it's just... It's the same, like, it's, it's just your first thought is like, mm, why? Because like, anytime cheating occurs, your mind wanders to, like, when when else did this happen? How many times did this happen? Are they lying about the apology? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's just a lot of factors play into it. So, like. Okay. And talk to me more about the circumstances. What do you mean, like, what were the circumstances? Flesh that out a little for me. Um, meaning, was it multiple times? Okay. Um, did it just come out of nowhere? <laughs> um, was there like a full date situation that happened with it? Okay, like it, it is it, like I said, there's, there's a lot of pieces that are a part of it. Okay, um, it, it, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of pieces. I, I think it's just a lot of small little things that like play into it, and like I I I don't. And I, I can't correctly pinpoint the worst time because, like I said, I, I won't know until something like that happens, which I hope never happens. So, yeah, I would, right. so I hope I never figure it out. Right. That, right. My hope is to never figure it out. Indeed. Indeed. Because <laughs> nobody's nobody's doing that over here. Yeah. Um, but I find it interesting because I feel like when it comes to this, generally speaking, women tend to be more, like, open-minded and willing to, like, give the relationship a chance because I think somewhere in our minds we are conditioned and I've seen this and heard this multiple times boys will be boys you know how men do da 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 and so there's almost this sort of expectation that women are going to be like more understanding about the matter like I've had people like men flat out tell me like oh that's that's not a big deal that's not a thing to like break up over like you know it's you blah 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 but it's just like men don't have the same energy like, it's very I, I, rare I, I, that a woman cheats on a man and the man is like, well, let me try to figure it out, da 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 like, what, what, what I will say is... So I, why y'all don't keep the same energy y'all want us to keep is what, what I, I want to know. What I will say is, I think it's a good opportunity. I think if I cheat and you say you want to leave, I feel like you have every opportunity, you have every right to say that. So I, I, I don't think that there's a difference between it. I okay. Think, I think cheating is cheating either way. I think that... It's, like if you said I'm out, I'm like, well, it's my fault. I, that, that's what happened. 
I don't believe in the boys will be boys. I don't believe that it's harder for a guy. I don't believe in any of that. I think the only only thing that plays into it is how society made it. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's what <laughs> you're saying. The only way that it just society has made it the way where it's we'll, we'll we'll be more forgiving to the guy. Well, we have this mindset that oh, guys are just going to cheat. That's just what they do. And like we've just people have just accepted that. Right. That, think, that's what I was saying before. It's like people just make it like, "Oh, well, it's a thing that men do." Like people go into like relationships and marriages like women go into it like, "Oh, yeah, well, I know he's going to cheat." And, and, and I'm I, like, "Huh?" And, and that that plays into gender inequality though for, mm-hmm. because initially it was always the guy doing all the um only was only able able to get a job. Right. So and they were they're only able, able to work and everything. So they were always out. And so it was right. like women was like, well, the guy has a job, he has some money, so I can't leave because I have nowhere to go. Right. Because right. I, I can't own a house and right. stuff like that. Right. So yeah, the guy were, was just yeah. more open to just yeah. I think woman just became more open to just dealing with dealing it. with it at the time. Right. I, it's not the case now, and yeah, I feel yeah. as if even like the mindset of a past um of how the past is has been carried over to future circumstances right <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous yeah yeah because i see people a lot of times talking about oh you know my grandparents were married for 50 60 years blah blah blah, blah. i'm like well you know how many outside babies do they got though like high key like that was such a common thing where like you know men would have like a whole nother family across town and you know whatever whatever but like women based on the circumstances that you were talking about just now just weren't able to um go for like just be like you know what I'm out I'm not doing this with you not to say people didn't do it but it was definitely a very hard thing to do and I think because like some of our foremothers dealt with it mm-hmm. they nece- they didn't necessarily teach us in this generation that that was something that you could peace out over yeah um so it's like to some people that you know grew up in a time and came up in a time where you just kind of dealt with us dealt with it us being like no nah, I'm out I'm not playing this game with you it's like, what do you mean? You're going to break up with a perfectly good man because he cheated? Yes. Yes, I will. I will break up with a perfectly, allegedly good man because he cheated. Sure will. Yeah. I, I think that... um, Because I don't have to do this. Yeah. And I think um, we spoke about this before, but I don't think that you have to have, to break it up in general, you don't have to have a full reason to break... You don't have a... A, a valid reason is based off your own criteria. Right. <laughs> If the person did not cheat, if the person did not hit you, if the person doesn't have like a second family, doesn't mean that you sh- feel like you should still have to stay if you don't feel like it's going somewhere. Right. You can break up anytime you want. Yeah. You, for any reason you want. There's no such, like, we, we've we've developed, like, there has to be a valid reason. Mm-hmm. Like the person has to be violent or cheating or unfaithful or... Like, you, you just be like, all right, this this is not going to work. No. And so we're breaking up. Speaking of things that um, lead to people breaking up, um, one of the biggest things that married couples break up over, um, the statistic has been thrown around several times, is money. Mm-hmm. And so our topic for this week is related to money in the sense of spending in relationships and in and marriage. Well, mostly marriage, because when you're just dating somebody, they can mind their own business about their pockets. But um, is secret spending or like secret bank accounts a big deal? How do we feel about that? 
So I was looking up a bunch of things in there, and the whole thing was kind of insane when I was looking up. So basically, the number one cause of arguments in marriage is money. Mm-hmm. The number one cause of arguments in marriage. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to money, when you think about money, you have to think about it in terms of each person has different spending habits. Mm-hmm. Debt. Mm-hmm. Saving. Mm-hmm. The income disparity, mm-hmm. meaning one person makes more than the other, mm-hmm. and budgeting. Like those um, factors have caused a lot of arguments into there, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's um, a statistic I found. It says, according to a report from creditcards.com, 4.4 million men and around 2.8 million women have either a bank account or credit card that they keep secret from a partner. Wowzers. <laughs> 4.4 million men, 2.8 million women have a bank account or credit card that they keep secret from a partner. And also, apparently, one of those reasons is so I also looked up like reasons. There's an article that literally, literally says reasons you want to keep an account secret, not separate, which sounds crazy to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's an article that's like, this is why you might want to do that. And they all look crazy. Number one, it says you're embarrassed of your spending. If you're embarrassed of your spending, you feel like you want to keep it secret. There's a communication issue there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number two, you want to keep your financial independ- independence without feeling pressure. Mm-hmm. Conversation needs to happen. I feel like something's going on with that right, <laughs> right there. Um, number three, your spouse can't be trusted with money. I mean, listen, it'd be like that. If you can't be trusted, like, just conversations need to be had. <laughs> There's conversations that are not being had. This one was interesting. It says you are you see divorce on the horizon. If you see divorce on the horizon, I I, I guess if you know you're going to get divorced, I understand why you put money to the side because mm-hmm. you're about to leave. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. But with that in mind, apparently. It is a thing to have a leaving fund. Okay. So apparently, like, there's, there's people saying, like, a lot of people, there's a lot, of, I, I don't have this statistic of 100 people, but people tend to, like, secretly leave money in account for the instance that they might have a divorce. <laughs> I mean, listen, when you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Amen. It just sounds insane. Nah, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I don't know people's lives, but listen, when. The, the, When you are exiting a situation, especially when you're exiting, yes, yes, when you're exit, or if you're thinking, okay, like for me, secret accounts are weird, but also if I'm in a a relationship where I'm being financially abused or otherwise abused in some way, and I'm feeling like I got to get out, I understand that. I want to have. I don't want to just get out and go like be in some unsafe situation. Like I want to have a little something set up because le- leaving a, a family dynamic and leaving a household of, you know, where the bills are paid and da, 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 you might not know how to figure it out on your own without having that financial backing behind you. And so I think if you, if you, if you're going to do it smart, you want to stack some coins so that you can leave and leave permanently and not have to find yourself back in that situation. Because I feel like a lot of people leave sometimes that they don't have the financial capability to deal with it. So they end up going back because they're like they yeah. don't know 
how to do it by themselves or how to do it without this person that is being abusive in any number of ways to them. So I'm not necessarily like, nah, you out for saving. No, no, I, I'm not saying that. Like, on your point, I do understand because I know a lot of people who, like, who stay in a relationship because they have no way to get out. Right. They, don't, they haven't been putting money to the side. They're like, all right. Right. And I'm especially like, if like, you have kids, like... Yeah, you you have you, to you have start, some type of provision you for to start them. Planning to get out of there. If yeah. you're not planning to get out of there, I don't believe you're trying to get out. Right. At least start planning. Start putting like, all right, let me start getting get my, myself together. Right. If if that's possible, depending on the circumstances. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, correct. Um, but what I'm saying is, these are people who said that they're happy in their marriage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not talking about like I understand that. That mm-hmm. I fully understand. Mm-hmm. You put money to the side to get out of it. Because mm-hmm. you're, cause you're like, all right, I'm probably going to be divorced soon. Let me start putting money to the side. Mm-hmm. So, like, I got what I need so I can be out of here. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is people saying they're really ha- – like, there, there's no divorce on the horizon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, let me get out of here. Well, if you're saying that, I, I, I don't know if you're being 100% honest with yourself. Yeah. I don't think you're really happy. And that, that, right. that, that, that was my point. Like, mm-hmm. you, you said you're happy, but you, you're saving for divorce. Sounds crazy to me. Right. Like, you, you must feel somewhere that something is wrong. And whether whether they're going to leave you or you're going to leave them. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I definitely don't see the point in having said money. Like, you know, I personally am of the belief that, you know, you should have a joint account as a couple that you use for bills. And then each person should have their own separate account to do with whatever they want to do. Correct. Because I don't want to be answering to no other adult about what I spent money on. If I wanted to go buy a bunch of crap from Kohl's, okay. That ain't nobody's business. I can do whatever I want because I worked for it. Yeah. From my bank account. I don't think um, you can have a separate account and not be a secret. Right. Like it doesn't have to be a secret. Yeah. That the account exists. Like I think, I think when, I think when you start hiding things from your partner in general, it's just, it's it, just weird. It becomes weird. Yeah, it's just weird because if I'm over here talking about, yeah, you know, we really need to get some more money because we need to start paying this or da 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 da. Meanwhile, you got like, what was I watching the other day? Uh, the Family That Prays, Tyler Perry, one of his better movies, um, and. <laughs> Sanaa Lathan and um, Rockman Dunbar in the movie, they're married and they have a child. And he's working like a construction job and he's trying to get his construction business off the ground. He's trying to get a loan from the bank. So he goes to the bank, talks to them about like, you know, I guess you want to find out something about his bank accounts. And then the teller tells him, oh, yeah, there's an account here in your wife's name that has like $300,000 in it. He's like, what? 300000 Yeah. Yeah. What? So she had this whole secret account. And meanwhile, this whole time he's talking to her about, you know, can you talk to your boss about possibly giving me a loan? And she knows that he's going through the process of trying to get a loan to start his business. Meanwhile, she's got 300 racks just sitting there. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you like, what is that? What is the motivation behind that? Like to me, when you're siphoning off money like that. Especially in a situation where this money that you're, like, hiding from your partner could potentially help your family financially in a bind or whatever the case may be. And you're just, like, moving along like it's not even there and you're not saying anything. It's like, why are you doing that? Like, do you not trust your partner to, like, use the money correctly? Do you you see yourself leaving this person soon? Like, 
why would you keep something like that a secret? I, I, and with that, the only thing that I agree with, like the last um, option here, is you're playing an elaborate surprise. Okay. That is, that is the only thing where, like, it makes sense to me. Right. Is you're like, I'm trying to do a big surprise. I need to put money to the side. I don't want them to know what's going on. Right. So that's the only time where it makes sense to me. Yeah. Because, which which is crazy. Because I, I feel as if, like, surprise is the only thing where, like, lies be cool. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> just trying to do a surprise. Right. Because you're just trying to, like, surprise somebody and you, like, you want to do it the best way but it's hard to do that telling the truth right and it's like I could I could understand why I would have like an account set up somewhere if I'm trying to throw you like a big 40th birthday party or something and I want to use money that I don't want you to like see on like the yeah. credit card statements or the bank accounts or whatever because I want to get you know a caterer and a blah 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 like I could see doing something like that like to to keep you from knowing what's going on and spoiling the surprise but like yeah. I can't imagine just, like, having money to the side somewhere that you just didn't know about. Yeah. Because it's, like, that's just that's just crazy to me to be just doing stuff secretly like that, especially if I'm not thinking of divorcing you. <laughs> why, yeah. why is that? Why is that money just sitting there? Um, I do I, – I, I feel as if, though, for some people it's a sense of – autonomy that they want to achieve because I think for some people being married means a lot of like togetherness that that may be a little disconcerting to someone who's used to like doing things on their own and having their own situation so I feel almost like it might not even necessarily be that they're like hiding from their partner they just want something that they feel is just theirs. No, I I, I agree with that. And I, I I believe that there's like there's three parts of um a marriage between two people. It's you are your own person, I'm my own person, and we come together. Right. So I have my own dreams, my own things I want to do. Mm-hmm. You have your own dreams you want to do, and we have dreams you want to accomplish together. Right. So I think like I think all three can exist, mm-hmm. but. That's why I said it has to be open, but like, right? Yeah, we have to be able to, um, let us be together and separate at the same time. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think, and I think the issue is that people feel like that's not possible. Like people feel like when you get married, you give up yourself, and you know it's just you and your partner, you and your partner. It's like no, like I I feel like if you're honest with your partner about I just want to have this over here for me like I don't I don't see what the big deal is in even just saying I have an account over here at Capital One it's just for me you don't ever need to have the access or anything like that to any of it this is just for me mm-hmm. that's fine but like I feel I feel like just the hiding it is what makes it weird because I'm like, what if you fall behind on this credit card and now your credit's jacked? Then we're trying to apply for a mortgage or something. And then they're like, oh, her credit's like 460. And you're like, wait, what happened? Oh, because she fell behind on this credit card that I didn't know anything about. Now that's impacting the things that we're trying to do as a unit. And to me, I'm just like, why? why would you do that? Like, why would you risk your family's yeah. whole situation off of that and it's like what if you I, I just I guess my overall thing is if you feel like you have to have a secret account or be doing secret spending on the low you got to evaluate why you feel like you need to do that and it may have some it may just be you personally you may have some personal 
traumas, issues, whatever the case may be that you have to address related to why you feel like that kind of behavior is okay. But then also, is it something to do with your partner? Do you not inherently trust them or for the, whatever or you reason? assume they don't trust you. Or Yeah, exactly. Or you assume that the person doesn't trust you or they don't trust you, one, one or the other. Right. Where um, I, I, if, um, if I have an account, they want to see everything, I'm, they want to track everything I'm doing. They try to check all my balances. And I just want something for myself. Then, right. then, then that be, right. And that's why I said, like, that's it, why that's that, why that's a different mm-hmm. issue. That the issue is not the bank account, though. Yeah, the issue is something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, like I said before, like going back to situations with like financial abuse, where like one partner is because they are making the most money, or because they're the man, whatever the case is, they're controlling all the money, and you don't have a say off of how things go, or they just give you an allowance and tell you you can only spend this, or you know, you just you just don't have the freedom to move money-wise as you need to, then, you know, I get why having something secret would exist because there's already an underlying problem there. But, you know, if none of that is on the table, then it it really needs to be examined about why you're hiding that in the first place. Um, Do you think it's something that if you discovered that would be something that would be grounds for a breakup to you if you discovered that I had... A secret account somewhere? Divorce? No. Um, I think the discussion would need to, need to happen. Um, I think just what's going on <laughs> while you have a secret account. Um, like I said, because and but I I can't I can't I can't gauge that based off of because I I trust you right now. Right. So like I I don't like if you have a secret account I just like in my mind I'm like all right it must be for something for a certain reason. Right. And everything, I, I think it's different when there's there's um there's less trust in the relationship. Right, and how that plays out. Right, because to me, I feel like the secret account thing is sort of like it's not on the same level of cheating, but it does impact the trust. Correct. Because if I if I have no reason to believe that you have that, and then you I find out that you have that, now it's like causing me to question, like, well, why? Why are you hiding this? Like, do you not? Tr- like, it just opens up a can of worms and conversation that that we may not have necessarily known about or felt like we needed to have. And to me, I'm like, is it something that you recover from easily? Because it's like now when I see you, like, if I know you have this secret account and I didn't know about it, now every time I see that you bought something or you did blah, 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 in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, is that from our money? Is that from the secret account money? Like, what's going on? And then, like, what do you do once you discover that there's a secret account? Like, do you, does the person with the secret account get to keep said secret account? Because I guess it's not that secret well, anymore. It's not secret anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you close that? Like, what do you, have? like, what do you do? Well, like I said, I think it, I think circumstances will make it different. Like, if you have a secret account and I know about it, it's not a secret anymore. It's just an account. Yeah. Right. But it's still, um, I still like, oh, this is where this money is coming from. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe using before. So it's it, like, it's, it's just a lot of factors behind it. Like, what are they using the money for? Like, mm-hmm. it, it would just, those questions will be asked for, asked in the um, initial Mm-hmm. Conversation. Oh, right. What is this money being used for? Where's the money coming from? Right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like your paycheck gets deposited into our into our uh, joint account. Then you have something in your personal account. What you doing to get this money that's in the secret account? Yeah. What's this all about? Because the secret account could just be like 
money that you put you stash away from your personal account. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could just be that. That's true. But but it so it, it doesn't have to be like something like an extra secret money that you're getting. Mm-hmm. But it could be. But I watch a lot of movies and like Power and stuff like that. So people be out here like high key selling drugs. So like, okay. yeah, you got to know these Stop. things. Stop watching those movies. <laughs> no, they're good. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like. I, I, it doesn't always have to be secret money, but it could just be a secret account. And what are you saving money for? And everything right. Like that. So it, it, that, I think that's really what it comes down to. What is What are you putting the money to the side for? Right. And, like, I guess when you open that, that door and ask those questions, like, you know, you the answers you get may... You may believe them or not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's really... That's what it comes down to. Like, you... You could be telling the truth or you could be lying to me. Also that could definitely yeah. be lies. Who knows? Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, yeah, I me personally, I, I I would be a little or a lot bothered by like a secret spending account if I were to find out that you had one. Um, I don't think I would break up with you over it, but I definitely feel like I'd be giving you the side eye about it. Um Regardless of what you said it was for, unless it was for like a surprise and you know whatever, then I'd be like, yeah, carry on. But um, <laughs> <laughs> if you were just like keeping money on the side, because you're like, you know what, I don't trust you. You're a spendthrift. Then I'd <laughs> I'd feel some kind of way. Okay, that's fine. I would. <laughs> I would. I just want you to know that. That's feel fine. away. Would you feel some type of way if you found that out? No, no. It, 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 what you're saying is true. But the the funny thing is, I have heard that people do do that. Like, um, if they find out their, sp- their spouse spends extra money, mm-hmm. they make sure to put some money on the side mm-hmm. for when their spouse spends extra money so they can pay the bills. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's, like, a secret account. They just, put, they just hold on to extra money. Mm-hmm. So is that technically a secret account, or is that just holding on to extra money for when their spouse uses the money for the bills? I, does their spouse know that they're holding on to the extra money? If no, then in theory, it's a secret account, but it's also fiscal responsibility. That, but that, but that, that goes back to so like because <laughs> like I because their because their their view might be if I tell them then they're gonna want that money too right and like we we gotta we gotta stay in this house right like we gonna be broke if she keep or <laughs> she keep buying all these things yeah. I think at that point, y'all probably need to go to somebody's counseling. Y'all, y'all need to figure something out because you shouldn't be hiding money from an adult so that you can like stay in your home and like have food and things. I get it. That's that's wild. I get it. So maybe your partner has some kind of, but that 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 goes back to disorder um, or compulsion or something that prevents them from being. And you know, maybe they don't know that they're being this irresponsible to the point where you feel like you need to hide money in the first place like do they I, do they even know i i think it's even deeper than that because like like i said there's a big there's a lot of argument between in terms of around the money mm-hmm. in terms of even spending habits mm-hmm. some people like for instance i enjoy having cushion mm-hmm. for when things happen mm-hmm. not everybody feels like they need to have a little cushion they're like all right now nah, we got we cool <laughs> right like, but like me not having cushion stresses you out stresses me out mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i need to have a little bit of cushion for when things happen, because I, I don't want to be having an issue later. Right. So, like, just in case this paycheck might be cool, but next paycheck it might not be cool. So, next paycheck, I need to make sure that I need to make sure that everything's cool. So, with that in mind, I'm like, all right, 
<laughs> let's leave some cushion and everything, but you might not feel the same way about it. Mm-hmm. You might be like, no, we have extra money. I'm going to spend it. So, like, now it's a, it's a disconnect in terms mm-hmm. of spending habits. Right. In terms of how and how and how we spend things out, mm-hmm. which which is not, like, which the conversation could still happen, but it's still a difference in terms of spending and how we how we move. Right, right. Like, I think I've said this before. Like, I'm much more relaxed about um, spending than Mark is. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, we paid all the bills. Everything's paid. We've got da-da-da-da-da. Let's do this. And Mark is like, no, let's not. Because what if something pops up? Then what? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What's going to pop up? And he's and we, we do a lot of back and forth about it. I think this is our actually, like, biggest, I don't want to say argument because it's not an argument. This is our biggest, like, back and forth about, like, finances. Because I'd be like, yeah, we good. Let's do it. And Mark is like, Mm-mm, let's not. Let's just hold on. Let's see what happens. If, you know, nothing happens and, you know, it's still awesome. there, sure. But. At the moment, no. And I just be like, come on, you're so not fun. But, you know, somebody has to be responsible here. And I guess it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're the responsible guy. Yeah. And like, and I think the arguments happen um, when it comes down to relationships with money is because people are sensitive about how they, um, how they handle money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a and very sensitive topic. People are sensitive about that because, like, Telling someone that they don't know how to handle money well is like telling them that they're not an adult. Yes, yes. <laughs> so now you're coming at their maturity. So like, how you approach that matters too. So yeah, because like um, we were having a conversation before, and I was I was mentioning something, and like how she was taking it. It's not how I was saying it. <laughs> right. Like Mark was like, "Oh, I didn't know you spent blah 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 blah," and I was like, "Oh my god, like what?" It was like $50. Like, what are you talking about? But in my mind, what I heard was, you wasted all of our money on this stupid stuff that you bought. You didn't even need to buy this. I said none of those things. Not, that none of that is what you said. But what I heard was what I just did. <laughs> That's what I heard. All you said was, I didn't realize that you used this to buy that. And I was just like, well, in my mind, I saw that we had a little cushion and I decided to tap the cushion a little bit. And you were like, no, no. Stop it. Yes. Stop we, it. Now. If we didn't have that cushion, we would probably be overdraft. Right. And nobody wants to be overdrafted because <laughs> that's not a fun vibe to be on. Correct. If you've ever had that happen to you. Um, but yeah, it was definitely like one of those, like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? And, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things that's going to be a work in progress continuously. Um, because it is a very sensitive thing and like you have to be ooh you have to be conscious in terms of how you broach it because you you don't want to alienate your partner or make them feel like they can't like you can't be talked to about this yeah cuz the conversations need to happen cuz it's like in my mind I might be thinking oh we're fine da 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 meanwhile Mark may have had a plan for that money he may have been like oh well actually what I was going to do since we had a little extra was maybe pay a little extra on this credit card da 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 and then I'm out, I'm out here spending crazy then it's like well that that plan's a dub yeah so you know I think uh communication about that stuff is key once uh, again communication would be a constant theme in this podcast yes <laughs> constant theme right because maybe if I had to just called Mark and said, hey, I'm about to do this. Thoughts? <laughs> um, 
he would have then avoided the surprise of being like, oh, I didn't know that you had did that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Or, and gave other options. Right, right. There could have been other options. But yeah. I was impulsive and I did it. So here we are. Word. Word to Big Bird. Um. Yeah. So anything else on this uh, topic of spending? No, it was good. It went well. Indeed. I, I thought so, too. Basically, communicate with your partner about your spending. Word. Um, if you're trying to get out of a relationship, stack your coins, live your best life. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. Okay. Let's take a moment. And what do we want to get into right now? Do we want to get into our artist highlight? Do we want to get into yeah. some news things? Let's do some news things and then get to an artist highlight after. Great. So, um, news things. So, Remy Ma got arrested. Um recently uh, like she's literally like what Who, who's that three four months like away from getting off of papers and she got arrested for allegedly punching a young lady in the face um some girl i've never heard of i think her name britney somebody um i was to say what is her name i don't even know don't care either i don't either. um so she allegedly punched this girl in the face and apparently the backstory is that the girl was messing with remy's stepdaughter and there was some back and forth, and so Remy punched her in the face. Uh, Remy got arrested. I saw pictures with Remy having on an ankle bracelet, which I don't think she was wearing before, um, because basically if she allegedly did in fact punch this girl, it's a violation of her probation or parole or whatever. Um, so my thoughts when I first heard the story was like, this has got to be a lie because there is no way that Remy Ma is this close to being completely free from being on the papers and she punched somebody in the face. While, don't get me wrong, I believe Remy Mop has the hands, is capable of punching someone in the face and actually would do that to someone. I just am like, she's come out of jail and been doing too much to go back, especially after she just had a baby. And as the week has developed, it's come out that... Remy Ma has said that she wasn't even at the location where this girl originally uh, allegedly got punched at the time she got punched. Remy Ma was allegedly at home. I also read some stuff saying that the venue has tapes showing that Remy Ma was not present when the altercation took place. And so Remy Ma is going to show that in court whenever she gets her day in court. And I'm just like, Brittany, young lady, like, I really hope that you weren't out here trying to drag Remy Ma into some foolishness for a come up. Like, don't be messing with that free- that woman's freedom if she didn't do nothing to you yeah. legitimately. Like, to me, that's just super wild. I'm just like, also, if Remy Ma didn't in fact punch this girl, I'm like, sis, you you just had a baby. You don't have no reason to be going back to jail. Just stay out of these shenanigans. So hopefully this gets resolved quickly and this doesn't turn into a whole dragged out situation because uh, it just doesn't make any sense. We can't be out here in these streets doing this type of stupid stuff. Yeah, like, I have, like, a few thoughts on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, on one hand, yes, you just got out. You're trying. To, you're doing great things you're on State of the Culture. You got albums releasing. You got a lot of things coming up. Please do... Please stay out of trouble as much as you can. Right. So it's all alleged. I don't believe she would do that. I right. I don't she think innocent. she's that dumb. I don't think she would. But I will say this. Mm-hmm. If she did, she was talking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> she, that girl was talking crazy, and it might have, and that that might have been the case. But I don't think she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because that that woman was talking crazy for a long time. And I'm I'm worried not for I'm still worried for her life because I feel as if people know Remy 
and people who are cool around me, if they see you in them streets, <laughs> you might want to watch out. <laughs> Hands on delivery. So just just watch out is what I'll say. Right. Like I watch out. I just I just yeah. I'm like a part of me was like, I need this to be true simply because this young lady can't be making this up for clout. Like, just, girl. I really hope Remy did punch you in the face, and that's why we're doing all of this. Because if you made this up, <laughs> if you made up this whole story, we got problems, girl. You, Well, not we. I don't have any problems. I'm good over here. You have problems, though. Getting this woman caught up in the legal system for nothing. Girl, listen. But yeah, I, hopefully this gets resolved in a timely fashion and Remy Ma doesn't go back to jail because she's already done that and um, she has a lot going on for herself outside and I think she needs to stay outside and do that. Um, Mark mentioned State of the Culture. Um, Remy Ma is on there with um, Joseph Anthony Budden. And, um, you know, I enjoy the Joe Budden podcast. That's one of the things Mark and I listen to and bond over. Um, I also started watching Love and Hip Hop again this season because he was on it with um, Sin Santana. And this week, it looks like they broke up. They went kaput. Um, they had got engaged, got a little baby, the whole shebang. Looked like they were on the road to Marage. And now it looks like they broke up. Um... She deleted all of him on her Instagram. Like, he is nowhere to be found. No engagement ring. She changed her name back to Sin Santana because I think it was Sin Santana Button before. And, you know, apparently they did some live podcasts this past week. And he basically said something to the effect of she moved all her stuff out of the house. But neither one of them really said, like, it was over. So are you really broken up if no one says it's over? Which could be another topic in and of itself. Um, So... I'm of two minds about this. Part of me is like, is this a love and hip hop storyline? Word. Because how y'all went from engaged, like she literally just posted a video of him at the house, like last week during the um, NFL the draft. draft, like literally last week. So I'm like, she moved her stuff out when after she recorded that video, I was confused, but okay. So I'm like, either this is a love and hip hop um, storyline situation or y'all really broke up. Either way, I just feel like guys, everybody here is too old for all of this. Stop it! Um, leave me alone. I I don't want to. I don't want to do this with you. I yeah. just I just don't. Leave me alone. Um, if it's true, prayers. I hope everything goes well with the family. Yeah, because I'm like that little baby is so cute. Yeah, pray for Lex. <laughs> pray <laughs> for the whole family. Yeah. Hope everything's fine. If it's fake, I don't have time. <laughs> right, like y'all trash. Like, come on, loving hip hop storylines, man. Come on, come on, yeah. come on. So, just do better. Let's be adults. So I, I I don't know I don't I don't I don't I'm not going too much into it. Yeah. Like I don't know what happened. Like it was it was mad immediate. It was mad because like I I remember um during the podcast he was saying that um she was supposed to come to the Orlando live show. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, she wasn't at none of them. So I don't know. so I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. I guess we will we will see how this develops. I know some people probably don't care and don't like Joe Budden or Sin Santana, which is completely fine. But um, it was definitely like a bigger story this week than I thought it would be like, you know, Shade Room and all these other outlets were posting about it. I was like, I didn't realize that many people cared. But anyway, they also seem like an oddly matched couple. So I'm just like, all right, guys, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kudos to them. Good luck. God bless. All that. Um, moving on to more serious things. Um, John Singleton, famed director of movies like Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy, 
Black Classics um, passed away this week. Um, rest in peace to him. Um, apparently, he had a stroke a couple of weeks ago and, you know, never really came out of the coma that, I guess, resulted of that. And I believe he was really young. Like, he was only, like, 51 or something like that. Yeah, he was not old. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, black people, we really have to do a better job of taking care of our health. Because I was reading somewhere, someone said... um, that they saw him like maybe a couple of months before and that he looked real like his around his eyes looked really like dark and gaunt. Like he didn't look well, like he was jovial or whatever. But whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, but they said he didn't look well. He looked like he was sick. So he they was weren't. 51. He was 51. 51. 51. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they said he didn't look well. And I was just like, you know, we get so caught up in this like grinding out here doing what we got to do, whatever, whatever. And we don't stop to take care of ourselves. Um, And that's just not like celebrities in general. That's like regular schmegler degular people. We just don't do a good job of keeping up with our health and doing the things we need to do and even taking the advice that we're given from medical professionals. So, you know, it's really sad to see such a talented person pass away so young. Um, He has seven kids, I believe, that are, you know, left behind to mourn his loss. Um, You know, it's just really, really sad to see such a talented, um, gifted individual, you know, lose their life to something that, you know, may or may not have been, you know, prevented if it had been caught in time and he had had the right care or whatever the case is. Like, we don't know the circumstances of what was going on but you know you know and it was a lot of back and forth about even when they were announcing that he died it was like people were saying oh he's not dead yet so it was a lot of back and forth going on with that and I just it's just it's really sad that you know 51 is young like he's younger than my parents and it's just sad to see his life um ended in such a such a sad way yeah like he like he was um he was either directed, produced, or wrote for a lot of different sh- movies. Mm-hmm. Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood, Woo, Shaft, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious. Mm-hmm. Four, <laughs> Four Brothers. Brothers. I love that movie, Hustle by the way. and Flow. Black Snake Moon, which is a great movie. Never seen it. Um, Abduction through Land. Illegal Stalking. Tender was also a good movie. I don't Illegal care what anybody Tender, says. Yeah, it was good, too. Yeah, and he was doing Snowfall, which I've heard great things about him, but yeah. have never watched with my two eyes. But He's I've heard a director, great about director Empire. Mm-hmm. American Crime Story, 30 for 30. Yeah, he's done a lot of... He was in a lot of things. Yeah, Billions he did an episode of. So, you know, he's just he's just been out here doing a lot. And I, I, I heard he was, like, working on, on some other um, movie um, that he was getting ready to, to do something with recently. Um, so, you know, it's just really, really sad um, that he that he passed away. I feel like a lot of people, they said, what's his name? Not Peebo Bryson. What's the other one? Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Was in the hospital with a heart attack. Um, but I heard he's recovering. I can't think of who it is. Um, James, is it James Ingram? Lord, I can't remember the name. But it's just like a lot of people are just getting sick. Like, even what's his face? The guy from Beverly Hills 90210. He was also like 51, 52. Um, Luke Perry, a couple mm-hmm. of months ago, he passed away as well from a stroke. I'm like, we got to, we got to get it together, Jesus. We got to figure out what's going on. But rest in peace to John Singleton. His work will live on forever. Right. Um, so what I see something here that you wanted to talk about, South Africa. Oh, so I was... um. 
I I tend to like watch a lot of random things on YouTube, and what I saw was like Charlemagne the God did an um, interview with um, Trevor Noah, um, Daily Show Trevor Noah, and they were talking about um, the relation between South Africa and America in terms of um, relations between Black people. I guess the best way to explain it, and um, it was interesting because it was basically them saying that the difference there's a lot of similarities between um slavery and i guess and um america i'm sorry and uh apartheid 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 in south South africa Africa. Mm -hmm. and it was um this is this was my what i thought was similar initially because i remember i remember like looking at like videos of people who were um the white people um the africans um in south africa and i remember like a few years ago they were getting upset because they're like uh why can't they get over it they're like they're um they're, they're treating us terrible why don't they get over um apartheid and in my mind i was like yo it was like 1990 though it was right like, like it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't that long, long ago like you're all were alive during this time which made me think like was that what was happening <laughs> during slavery? Like, like fifteen years after slavery ended, um, black people was like uh, trying to struggle, and they was like, uh, "And like fifteen years ago, <laughs> like were people were people still upset then? Like, probably, and, and just never stop being upset. Probably <laughs> about probably. us talking about it every time someone talk about slavery mm-hmm. from like the beginning. I was like, that's that was interesting. That's number one. The other interesting fact was. They said that the uh, he he said that the biggest difference is because when apartheid happened, um, the black people was the majority, mm-hmm. and they were subjugated by the minority. Mm-hmm. So that when apartheid ended, the um, the black majority they forced um, everybody to have the conversation about why it was terrible because they were the majority, mm-hmm. and they quickly switched <laughs> things around. It was like, all right, y'all can get out of here. We're going to run this country. And that was it. Mm. The problem that happened in America is the people in power, the people who enslaved us were the same people who made the rules. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there was like, all right, slavery's ended. Yeah, be all right. Go ahead. Figure it out. (laughs) There was no like, there was no conversation that happened. There was no addressing what was going on. There was no, there was nothing to help fix the problem that happened. It was just kind of like, y'all figure it out. Right. You're free now, right? So what's the problem? And like, which kind of plays, which kind of plays into it? Like, also, like, I feel like they want people want us to like thank y'all for freeing us. Interesting. And I'm like, no, I'm yeah, gonna, no. I'm not gonna thank you for it. you. You can't, you can't enslave me and then want me to thank you for freeing you. <laughs> that's, that's a hard pass. That sounds insane. Hard pass. The reason I'm saying that because that's why I've been a part of that. Like people are like, uh. We we um we let you. I understand what like. I'm not going to thank you for freeing me when you shouldn't have enslaved me in the first place. Also that, also that correct. You made it was a problem that you created, so you should have used your resources to help fix the problem, not only um of the problem of slavery, but of all the everything that happened after. Because then you had the Jim Crow and you had the like it was so many things that happened after. And those things were never resolved. There was like, oh, we'll just change the laws and it'll be fine. But there was so much more than just saying, 
we're not going to treat you on on paper like you were lower than everybody else. Right. It's more than that. Right. Because the, everybody's feelings are still there. Right. How people treat us was still there. And all that stuff was kind of pushed to the side like it was was not relevant or not important to address. Right. Yeah, because my, my thing is just, you know, whenever the conversation comes up and people just want to hit us with a, why don't you just get over it? Da, 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 da. It's like it's never been talked about universally. Like it, the issues and everything that has arisen since then has never been addressed or owned or or admitted by the people who have, in fact, done things to um, harm and keep African-Americans and people of color in general in this country from progressing in a real way. And if you can't, you can't heal what you won't reveal. That's that's a quote I've heard before. And it's I think that's why America is still in this place um, when it comes to race relations is because white people, not all, but many, are of the opinion that black people should get over slavery they didn't own slaves themselves personally, so they don't feel like they need to talk about this. They don't understand why we are so passionate about talking about it. They're just like, well, everything's okay now. And it's like if you keep ignoring the 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 after effects of what slavery has done to people, it doesn't make it go away. Yeah. And it's it looking at how our country is going, it seems like we're heading back down the road of you know, Jim Crow-ish ways with the way that, you know, we're seeing all this police brutality and we're seeing, you know, all these issues in schools and blah, 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 blah. It's just like what, what, the, what, more, the more we don't talk about it, the more things will keep repeating themselves over and over and over. And we keep going in this circle of like, we need to talk about it. No, we don't. We need to talk about it. No, we don't. And it, nothing's getting resolved. We just keep finding ourselves in the same like pockets of pain over and over. And it's like, how, how do we ever heal as as individuals, as a community, as a country, if we never talk about it? Like we, we, we say, go to therapy, talk it out when we're talking about our personal issues, but somehow we can't figure out that that strategy may also work for healing the issues that, that this country has because of racial injustice. And I don't think that, it being one conversation is realistic. Like, absolutely not. It's several conversations over several years, weeks, months, whatever. But if we never start the conversation because everybody's in their feelings, like, well, why do we got to talk about this? I didn't know. Like, like we're never, we're never going to get anywhere. Even on, I don't want to go too much into this, but mm-hmm. even on, on that, in that same vein, I think um, one problem I believe that we, that people have is the term racist. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that um I think that the term racist is a is it it is a, it is wrong to be racist. Yes, correct. It is it wrong to be racist, but I, I feel as if people try so far to get away from it that they don't understand what being racist is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I I think that like the issue is like people um have been like. They have this issue with like the term, <laughs> the right. term racism, because people, 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 for all of people's feigned ignorance about 
racism and issues in the country, they know what racist means, yeah. and they and they know that it's offending them yeah. when someone's assuming or 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 accusing them of being racist. They know what it means. Yeah, they just don't want to discuss it or put themselves in a conversation where they're uncomfortable. Because I think there's this like inserting themselves into the conversation in a way that it's about them personally. And it's, it's not about you personally. You could be the most non-racist white person on planet earth, but if you can't have enough, I don't know, maturity sense of, what's going on around you to say, I recognize that this is a problem, even if I'm not directly perpetuating it, I'm benefiting from it in some way. If you can't even do that, yeah. then, you know, wh- where where do we go? What do we do? So, yeah, this, yeah, we, we have a long way to go in terms of how this conversation is ever going to resolve itself. Hopefully it will in my lifetime, but I don't know. It's looking a little dicey right now. Word. Looking a little dicey. So, what's what's next on the docket, sir? All right. So, um, the next thing we do is the artist highlight. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was thinking, like, um, we spoke about Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. We spoke about Sean Smith. Mm-hmm. And the other person was. I don't know why I don't remember. It's escaping me right now. It was also a man, which is which is helpful. Uh, listen, I'm trying here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, major, major, yes, yes. yes. Um, the person I wanted to speak about this time is Molly Music. Yeah, Molly Music. If you don't know who Molly Music is, Molly Music is fantastic. Yeah, he was allegedly the reason why Jennifer Hudson and her babe broke up, but you know, allegedly. I don't, I don't think so. But that's what the street that, said. That is what the street said. Mm-hmm. But we ain't never seen no pictures of them, so I don't know if it's true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Molly Music, um, he came out, like, back in, I want to say, like, 2008, 2009. Yeah, like, 2008 is when his first um, album came out. And he was definitely more um, doing, like, more Christian music. He's lot, He's got, like, a lot of, like, cool, like, Christian jams. Um, if you're, like, a young person into... Um, more contemporary gospel music. You've heard of him before. You've, you've heard his songs before. Um, he's a great songwriter, great musician. Um, Mark and I went to see him in concert like five or six years ago, like I guess five years ago when we first got married. Yeah, it was like and it was literally him, a microphone, and a DJ on the stage. That was it. And it was fire. And it was hot fire. <laughs> it was fire. It was fire. Yes. Fire. He, he is a phenomenal Mm-hmm. Performer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He is a phenomenal artist. Mm-hmm. I will listen to him all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is great. If you do not know who he is, please get into it. Um, he started out focusing mostly on gospel, mm-hmm. and he, him, like Lecrae, which um, we might talk about all the time, but they are artists. They stopped going into the genre called gospel, mm-hmm. but I feel like they still do gospel music. Right. They just wanted to get out of that genre right. of music. So basically, they still do positive music. It's still inspired by God and how they speak, but they just don't call it gospel music right? in terms of it. So like they'll, they'll talk, for instance, they'll sing about love. They'll sing about issues. They'll, sing, they'll inspire people. 
the inspiration is God, but it is talking about certain things. That's why it's not specifically gospel music. Yeah. It's not specifically talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's just you're, you're using God as the vessel and as the um, inspiration for other songs. Right. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that uh, breakdown. Um, Molly Music, uh, he has put out, I think, four albums. Um, my favorite one is Molly Is. Um, it's definitely one of those I can listen to from beginning to end, no skips. Um, he's got bars. He's got, like, instrumentation. Like, it's just really, really beautiful. Um I think my favorite song of his is um, off of that Molly Molly Is album that came out 2014. He actually got nominated for um, a Grammy for that song. Um, I think my favorite song from that album is probably Royalty. Okay. Um, I mean, I love all of them, but I think Royalty is probably my favorite one off of that album. Um Close second is probably Walking Shoes. Yeah, I was going to play Walking Shoes. Yeah, um, just wonderful message. Just It's just so positive and, like, uplifting to listen to. Um, I, I don't have any complaints about anything he's got going on at all. Um, the, I feel I think the first lead single from this thing was beautiful, um, which people may have heard. It goes, it's a blessing to see people. With their heads up to the sky still. But honestly, for the same reason, life can be so real. Like, it was out for a little bit. It was really, really nice. Um, The traditional Christians were up in arms. He's trying to get away from God and go worldly, blah, blah, blah. But the song is lit. It's very inspirational. Love it. Can't complain. Yeah, and I, I think, like I said, I think I like this, this style of using God to inspire yourself through other ways. It's like saying, like, the only job is not to be a preacher. Right. There are other things you can do, and you have to show how God is in everything. Right. God is in everything. You have to show, like, how God made you through everything. So that that, that includes all different genres. I think mm-hmm. you can be a God inspired me through other hip-hop or through R&B or through soul or whatever, how God inspired me to speak through these venues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's a... I like I like how that plays into it. Mm-hmm. Um, even like last last um, last week when we spoke about Sean Smith, I think he's using now God to inspire him through hip hop. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a um, it's a good thing. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna play Walking Shoes mm-hmm. for y'all, and hopefully you enjoy the song. Got my walking shoes on. I can't tell you where I'm going, but I'm walking down this lonely road. But at least the scenery is beautiful And no matter what I do, I can't stop walking, no oh, I know it's the only way to go And if I keep walking, I'ma be okay, oh. It's not always about knowing why Sometimes it's all about knowing what And that's enough to keep you walking every day Yeah, I believe, I believe But it's a dream I keep on walking up. Yeah, I know it when I see you walking, walking, walking. When I see you walking up, always waiting for something good to find you. But if it don't come, what are you gonna do? And that's why I'm walking. 
you got a made up mind Even the winter feels like summertime In the night you see the light of day Cause I've been blind for way too long And you can't take my light away Even though all my times are happy times I get unsure and hope for brighter days I never let it slow my pace So knowing failure ain't an option I've been promised and I'm on my way up Shit, I believe, I believe But it's a dream that I ain't seen yet Chasing a dream that I ain't dreamed yet But I'ma meet it halfway If I keep on walking, walking, walking If I keep on walking now Yeah, I know it when I see it walking, walking, walking When I see it walking on Step two, step three, step one, step two, step three. Walk your shoes. I words a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet. These shoes, these shoes, these shoes, my shoes. Walk your shoes, walk your shoes. Walking towards the promise, walking towards better land. Shit, I believe, I believe But it's a dream that I ain't seen yet Chasing a dream that I ain't dreamed yet But I'ma meet it halfway If I keep on walking, walking, walking If I keep on walking now Yeah, I know it when I see it walking, walking, walking When I see it walking on All right, that is Walking Shoes by Molly Music. Let me tell you, that song has definitely got me through some moments where I was just like, you know what, I don't even want to do this no more. But then I, <laughs> no, for real, for real. But then, like, I listened to the song, and it was like, you know, I just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other, just keep going. I yeah. can't stop. It's just, it's, it's going to figure itself out. It's going to work out. I just have to keep walking. So I hope you enjoyed this song. Um, check out the whole album. Like I said, it's bops from beginning to end. Um, Molly is. Molly is. And then the um, album that came after that is called The Transition of Molly. Mm-hmm. Also, that one. That one has good, some good songs. The Molly is just hits different. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Number one, we went to when you see someone in concert, the songs just are better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number two, there was a time when like we were listening to the album. It was only on YouTube, mm-hmm. and like. But it was only like the whole album, mm-hmm. so like every time we want to listen to it, you have to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So we had to, we left we like live with it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just used to hearing it that way. Yeah, the whole album. So it just hits different for us. Yeah, the Molly Molly is album. Yeah, but like his first two, the coming and the second coming, also got some jams on there. Yeah, um, y'all better get into it. Okay, word. Okay, up next, uh, T Tips with Mark. It's the BLM T Tips. T-tips, 
tea tips. The wow, BLM tea tips. Okay. Tea tips. Yeah. Wowzers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, tea tips. Write your goals. What are your goals for your art? Where do you want it to go? Do you want it to sell out Times Square? Do you want to host a local open mic? Do you want your work displayed in a museum? Do you want to create murals on city buildings? Where do you see yourself in one year, five years? 10 years. These are the things you have to think about. All goals are possible. Writing them down makes them real. Don't forget all the details. Who, what, when, where, why, how many, how much. Write out your proposed steps. Remember, your art is just as important and deserves just as much dedication as any other small business. This is for my artists. You have to plan your art out. You can only, I can only take your art as serious as you take it. However strong you want your art to go, you need to be able to plan that out and get to that point. Those goals are important. Don't just, if you're just going to do it just to do it, that's fine. If you're going to like, I just want to be local, go to open mics and that's it that's fine whatever you want to do just make sure that is what your goal is and make it that make that happen if your goal is to perform at Times square if your goal is to perform on the news if your goal is to perform on tv whatever that goal is write that goal down and let's plan it out because if you plan it out you can get to where you want to get to the plan makes it happen write the vision Make it plain. That's what the Bible say. That they, they may run and not faint. <laughs> word, word. All that, all that. All right. All right, so, all right, all right. So please, write your write your goals down. Uh, I saw a poster that said the difference between a dream and a goal is goals are written down. Mm-hmm. So write your goals down. Writing them down, writing them down is what makes them real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is your... T-tips, 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 the BLM T-tips, BLM T-tips, BLM T-tips, T-tips. Are you done? I, I am done. I'm Great. Done. Thanks so much. And this time, we're ready for this week in, in random. random. I appreciate the, um, the, uh, the sound effects for everything. It's really quite... Quite useful. It's really quite entertaining. I actually um, do have a record scratch. I should just... Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. Mark, Mark <laughs> has got gadgets now, so it's about to be a situation. Um, so a few things in this week in random. First of all, All Hail Queens, Arya Stark and Leanna Mormont. If you watch Game of Thrones, you know what I'm talking about. You know why it's all hail to them. Those two came out here and did it. I was, like, clapping at my television um at the episode um when the two of them did their thing i was like bow down to queens aria stark and liana mormont um this might be a spoiler but r.i.p to lady mormont um she went out like a g i mean this is like a week later if you ain't watching game of thrones by now i don't know what to tell you work it out bow down drake even shouted out aria stark on the um, billboard music awards which we're going to talk about in a second um 
But yeah, just had to say bow down, bow down, bow down. Um, another thing that I saw this week that was interesting to me was the um, chicken washing um, scandal. So allegedly the CDC has said you shouldn't wash your chicken and the blacks were up in arms. Um, I'm not sure what they mean by washing your chicken. Do they mean washing it with water or do they mean cleaning it in general? I'm really just trying to figure out where they're at because my name is Kristen Bennett and I'm from Barbados where we lime and salt chicken. Okay. Before and any meat, really, before it gets into anybody's cooking items or anybody's seasoning situations, there is some type of um, cleansing that takes place. I know many other people uh, practice this um, on their own. Some people do vinegar. Some people do lemon and salt. People have all types of different things that they use to clean their chicken. So um, I don't know what the CDC is talking about, but what I won't be doing in this lifetime or the one after that is taking chicken out of a pack and just cooking it. No sir, no ma'am, so, no god. No. What 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 I, what I don't understand is if the, 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 the excuse that is always given is talking about the um spreading germs. The spreading germs and everything. If y'all don't understand how to wash chicken without looking like a wave pool in your kitchen, then I can't mess it's not my fault. It's not my fault that when y'all clean your chicken, there's water sp- spraying everywhere. If you don't know how to figure it out, <laughs> like if you can figure out how to just wash the chicken or clean your chicken, not really wash, but clean your chicken without water spraying everywhere, then you'll be all right. Right. Because I'm just like, oh, because they were like, oh, because the water spit. Like when you're trying to clean the chicken, like it splashes everywhere and they can get drunk. Sis, how are you? Do you, are, do you just have the chicken in the sink? Like, wh- what are you doing? Like, do you not put it in a bowl or some other type of like receptacle where like you can contain it? In that situation, as you like clean your chicken, like I'm not understanding. You just put chicken in the sink, like in your sink. Are, are you just are you just like turning the water on high, like just splash, splash, like like, like what what, do you, what are you doing? What is you doing, baby? And what clean, are you doing? And, and just clean your sink after, I like fam. I don't understand. Right, bleach, soap, water, disinfectant wipe, like work it out. Like there is no reason for germs to be spreading. From like, how, what are y'all doing? I need a demonstration. Right, how of what y'all how are you cleaning your chicken? This is what I need to know. These are the questions that need answers. I need, I need to know how you clean your chicken. In 2019, I'm trying to figure out why things are splashing because I have cooked many a chicken in my day. I have lime and salted many a chicken in my day, and never ever in the history of all of the days I've been doing it has I has I've ever seen a splash. Like my stuff, my stuff when I when I lime and salt the thing a chicken, it's in a bowl, a big bowl. I do what I got to do. I let it sit. I take the chicken out. I do what I got to do with it. Season it up. Da, 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 da. Then I wash the bowl. I wash the sink down. I clean it. Disinfect the whole shebang. I pour a little something down the drain to disinfect the drain. Like, I, I have a very thorough process here. Nobody has ever had salmonella fooling with when I make some chicken. So I'm really trying to figure out what it is you girls what, are doing. What are y'all doing? Down to the kitchen. I need a demonstration. CDC or whoever did that little uh, tweet need to give me a visual because I didn't understand what y'all was talking about. I'm so confused. But let me tell you something. The blacks were up in our People were like, don't wash the chicken. Eh? Who said that? The blacks weren't having it. Yeah. Neither were the Latinos. Nobody was having it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Y'all got to relax because we we going to clean this chicken, sis. Because, whew. There's, there's some restaurants I don't go to no more because I tasted the chicken and was like, oh, y'all just took this out the pack. Oh, my God. And a couple of months ago, there was this um, <laughs> news clip. I'm sure everybody saw it. This woman just pulled the chicken out. It was on a show, some type of cooking segment they were doing. And it was a bunch of white women and one black woman. And the woman who was doing the cooking was white. She pulled out the chicken and, and put it right into the pan. And the black woman was like, um, <laughs> what all is? Like, the look on her face was like, like so don't nobody else see what's going on here? Don't nobody else see 
what this why this is wild don't about oh okay all right she said you don't wash the chicken and they were like wash chicken the lady was like, I can't eat from none of y'all no more. Like, she didn't say it out loud, but the look on her face was like, I can't eat from y'all no more. And this is why I don't really be eating from people, because I don't know what y'all practices are down to y'all spot. I don't know how y'all really cook. There's a process to making food, and it always involves some form of lemon or lime and salt or vinegar even. I'll take that. But you can't just be throwing things on a, on a, mm-mm. no sa, no sa, no, no, can't do it. Um, so y'all got to stop playing, CDC. I trust y'all generally, but I don't know about this one. Y'all going to have to pause. Um, totally unrelated, but also very interesting. Has anybody been keeping up with the 50 Cent and Tiara Marie back and forth situation? Yo, funniest thing I have ever seen. Yo, the two of them are just way too petty. So Tiara Marie put out either put out a song or something saying I ain't got it. So backstory, um, 50 Cent sued Tiara Marie for $30,000 for something. And so he's like, you know how he is on the internet, um, being a bully. And so he's like taunting her, like, run me my money, da 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 da. And um, Tiara Marie put out like a song or a video or something saying, I ain't got it. And then I guess she was on in the works of putting it on hats and t shirts. But then 50 Cent bought the I ain't got it and trademarked it. So now she can't use that to sell any merch that she was planning to sell. But he, he is King Petty, though. He is King Petty. And they just are going back and forth. And I am just like, it's funny, but also super sad at the same time. Because I'm like, why, 50, why are you going after Tiara Marie? Like, you know good and well the girl. Her career ain't what it was. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have $30,000 to give you. And why are you doing all this back and forth with a woman? Like, if you don't stop it, if you don't cut it out. Like, you're too old to be doing all this back and forth with people over um, over nothing. Like, really. Like, you don't need her $30,000 because you're not broke. Stop it. Then he over here um, harassing um, one of the producers on um, Power about some money, too. I'm just like, yo. And then he over here going back and forth to Young Buck. Like, it's just it's just hashtag too much. So I just I just want everybody to stop. Both of them. <laughs> just stop. OK, just just stop. It's stupid. Everybody looks dumb. Like, just just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Y'all look y'all look trash. Um, yeah. Um, what's next on the agenda? Um, so Avengers Endgame finally saw it. Thank God. Spent the whole week avoiding the internet because I was like, I do not want spoilers. I do not want spoilers. And my God, it was glorious. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But there were a couple of moments in the, in the movie where I wanted to scream. I was so excited, but I couldn't couldn't scream because people would think I was crazy but I definitely was having a moment it was worth every penny I would definitely see it again go see it if you haven't seen it I just saw today that um it's now the second highest grossing movie behind Avatar yeah it was, um, it was good it was really good it was worth it I thought people were like overhyping it but it was actually quite good yeah, and it, it didn't feel like three hours it, it was it was, it was one of the better stories yes it was it, it was, was. A, it was one of the better stories of a Marvel movie oh yeah oh yeah I'll say that yeah, it was absolutely 100% worth the wait. Because um, I was like, watch people be overhyping this, and then I get here and this be super whack, but it actually was really, really good. Um, and, you know, I'm sure it's going to keep bringing in more and more monies because people are still trying to go see it. Like, the theater, I think, was full when we went to see it, um, and I'm sure it will be um, going forward in the weeks ahead. But I'm very, very excited. I'm happy about it. Would definitely recommend people go see it again. Um 
Billboard Awards. Wanted to talk about that real quick. Um, so now uh, we talked about it before and all the nominations and how like Cardi B and Drake were nominated for pretty much everything. Um, so Drake is now the most awarded um, bill- artist in Billboard history, which is interesting. So, um, you know, good for him. Um, congrats to him, I guess. Uh, Drake hasn't been going to award shows lately, so the fact that he showed up to this one was pretty exciting. They must have definitely contacted him, but like, you're definitely getting some awards. Please come. Thank you so much. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, the other part of the award show that was interesting was Miss Taylor Swift. Um, I'm going to go on record. Uh, people that know me know that I'm not here for Taylor Swift. I'm not interested. I don't want nothing to do with her. She does have a few bops. That 22 song, jams. I don't care what any of y'all say. But generally, I'm not here for Taylor Swift at all. I believe that she is queen victim she is a devil walking. These are my beliefs. <laughs> Not a, whole um, devil. a whole devil. A whole devil. I believe this, and that is that is just where I am. And um, she's also a copier. The, I think my problem, overarchingly, with her is that there's nothing original about her. Like she's just a pretty young lady who makes mediocre music at best. And the only reason any of any of us even know who she is is because of Kanye West jumping up on that stage ten years ago. That being said, she has built a career off of being the innocent damsel in distress victim, and I just, I can't take it with her. Taylor Swift is excessively mediocre, and it drives me crazy. It's like, oh my it, God. It, it's, 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 the per- it's the perfect thing of, like, applauding mediocrity. Yeah, like, legitimately. like <laughs> She is excessively mediocre. Like, just, ugh. Like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't take that level of mediocrity. I just can't take it. And so, um, she did a performance at these Billboard Awards. And um, it looked very reminiscent to Homecoming um, with marching bands and the whole to do. And uh, the Internet, specifically the Beehive, dragged Taylor by her edges, um, dragged her wig clean off for this um, attempt uh, to bite off of what young Miss Knowles Carter had going on. And I stood in the background and applauded graciously. Um, appreciative of what was taking place because she always does this. Like, this is not the first time she has copied off of Beyonce. I think when Beyonce performed at, like, the VMAs or some award show a couple of years ago, a couple weeks later, Taylor Swift came out with, like, the same concept for her video, and everybody was like, girl, what is that? Um, We just saw Beyonce do that a couple weeks ago. Like, what do you... What do you, what is this? So it's like she has this habit. And I, I mean, I get it. Beyonce is really very inf- inspirational. She's who all the girls aspire to be. And so I get why you want to do this. But why, what do you? <sighs> you know why? I just realized. Only about foolery that. That the last one is Elvis. <laughs> oh, my God. She's Elvis. <sighs> I figured it out. <laughs> she is Elvis. Plot twist. She has, she takes black things and just bites it up. <laughs> for the white people. <laughs> and girl, we don't need it. We don't we don't have to do this, sis. She's you can always. you you cannot do this and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I was like, mm bye Miss Swift. No thank you. No thank you. No. And the final thing I wanted to talk about was about this Billboard Awards. I saw a tweet where some delusional individual said Paula Abdul had the voice of Whitney, the dancing ability of Janet, and the star power of Madonna all wrapped up in one person. In what world? <clears throat> Where? Where? The voice of Whitney? How? Where? Who? Where? <laughs> Didn't come on stage say, like, maybe may, may Whitney El Paso. <laughs> may, may, maybe Whitney Austin. <laughs> but not Whitney Houston. Not... <laughs> 
I was dying. I can't take it. First of all, <laughs> they had a Whitney Houston documentary out last summer, and me and two of my colleagues went to go see it. And Whitney Houston shaded the bejesus out of Paula Abdul in that thing. She said, and she wasn't even singing the right note. The note that the musician was playing was not what she was singing. And I know that Whitney Elizabeth Houston knew her notes. She knew a note. She knew a key. And she said, young Miss Abdul did not. And I believe her, because why would she lie about something like that? And the funniest part of that video, if you've never seen it, Sissy Houston in the background with her shady behind, like, mm-hmm, she sure wasn't singing the right note. <laughs> so just the fact that this person even had the, the audacity, the gall, to insinuate that Paula Abdul had any chance of being in the same realm as Whitney Houston, astounding. Astounding delusion. I can't take it. Because what y'all not going to do is play Whitney Houston. Girl, can't nobody see her. Nobody. No. Stop nope. it now. Let it go. Stop it. And the dancing ability of Janet is even a stretch for me, but I digress. Nah, nah. Janet, Janet is different. I don't know what he's talking about. And star power of Madonna. Maybe I wasn't alive when Madonna was in her prime, because I don't see it for her either, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of that was like an actual complete drag. I don't know why this person <laughs> said that. They have got to stop playing these games. Stop it. No, we're not doing this with you. Paula Abdul, Whitney Boyle. Where? Where? These are the lies. Um, <laughs> next on the agenda. Um, so, basically, Uno. Uno sent the Instagram out saying, if someone puts down a plus four or a draw four card, you must draw four on your turn and your turn is skipped. You cannot put down a draw two to make the next person draw six. Uno decided to knock down all your house rules <laughs> that y'all have been making up for years <laughs> about these <laughs> Uno rules. Uno is like, all right, this this is done. You cannot stack a draw two on top of a draw four. Number one, what's what's what I'm proud of is that they at least acknowledge that stacking is a real thing. <laughs> that people I mean, here be stacking. And the draw four on top of draw four, draw two on top of draw two. You can't be out here mixing and matching. That's not a real thing. So all your games you play at home, please follow the rules. Uno said no, so you cannot do it. Shut it down. I feel I feel like people are still going to do whatever they want they because, are. you know, that's just what it is. But, you know. Uh, good to know, Uno. Thank you for putting that information out there in them streets. We are we are grateful to know this. I don't really play Uno. I don't really do cards. I will play a game of dominoes though. So you know, I was just like, all right, Uno, it's whatever. It ain't no problem. You can do you could ever do whatever you want to do. It's, you got it, sis. Um, <clears throat> and then today I was watching the news and um, they were talking about um, New York City's mayor um, De Blasio. Speaking of you know making up your own rules or whatever. Um, Mayor de Blasio is allegedly, um, the streets are saying he's going to announce his presidential run um, for 2020. And um, I decided to get on the internet and see how many people were like on the agenda, on the list to be considered to be running for president for um, 2020. And I discovered it's about 700 whole people. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, it's probably like 200. Not nah, like it is 700 registered people out here who have filed to run for the president of the United States. I don't know if that's like a historic number. Like that's the largest number we've ever seen. But it's legit like everybody and their mama. Like 
I guess Donald Trump is making people feel like, oh, y'all just hire anybody over here, huh? <laughs> because, like, everybody's coming out the woodwork talking about, I'm putting my hat in the ring, I'm putting my hat in the ring. I'm just like, guys, like, what what, what is everyone talking about? I think, like, 200 and, like, almost 300 of these people are registered as Democrats. So you're trying to tell me the Democrats got to sift through all of these individuals to come up with no, an acceptable they're, candidate? They're, they're, they're not, not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to. They're going to choose they're like, we'll look at these five. Right, which is... <laughs> that is it. And I hope the final that y'all come out with is not Bernie Sanders, because we already saw that that didn't really pan out. Um, you know, I feel bad that Bernie didn't get a good chance last time, but we're, we're not doing we're not doing that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that... Um, I think there, there's a few things that, like, with that whole um, election. Like, number one, if everybody just stops talking about the president... We'll be all right. <laughs> just stop talking about it. Just run your race. Just right. talk about what you want to do. Talk about what you're going to do, and that's it. I think everybody keep talking about the president is always going to be the issue. Yeah, like, like if you keep talking about the president, I'm not. I don't have time. Right. For you. And that's why I think I'm a little annoyed with Joe Biden because I'm like, you just came out here out the gate talking about Donald Trump, and I'm just like, sir, we we have. I cannot turn on my news or my television at any point in time without seeing something about him. So I don't need you to also now come out here and be going back and forth talking about him. Like, I just, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Okay? Everybody has feelings. Great. Let's talk about what you're going to do. Right, what, are you, like we, what are you going to do? That, like is, that already, is all that matters. Right. And let's be clear. The strategy of talking about Donald Trump repeatedly got what Hillary Clinton wear, not the White House. So, um, yeah, no. Let's let's just not do just, this. Just run your race. Just, just yeah. Just run your race just, on what you're going just, to do this to... Is, this is, wait, what are you going to do to help out? And that is it. All yeah. this extra stuff is unnecessary. Yeah, I'm just like, and honestly, the sad part is for all of these 875 people running for president, I'm not interested in anybody. Yeah. Like, every time they keep coming out with somebody, I'd be like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, this doesn't mean I'm voting for Donald Trump. I'm going to vote for somebody. But, just, but like, huh, I'm just, uh, nobody's capturing me. Like, and I don't know if it's because I have this unrealistic expectation of, like, when Barack Obama was running and, like, there was something about him that captured people. And so I'm looking for that again. Because Hillary Clinton didn't capture me, but I sure did give that girl a vote because I, you know, I had to do what I had to do. But, but um, yeah. yeah, like none of these people are making me feel like, oh, I want to galvanize behind this person. And I'm just kind of like, are y'all going to give me somebody? Like anybody? But, like, um, ugh. Come and join the chorus is what it is out here. Every, everybody's just, just coming on down yeah. to the party. And I'm just like, okay, that's that's fine, everybody. That's fine. I'm 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 curious to see who else comes out in the next couple of weeks because seems like everybody and their mom out here, and I don't know um, what the cutoff deadline is for when people can put their hats in the race. So I'm sure we'll be seeing more people um, come out in the next couple of months to do this. But like on another no- on a related note, like. We be dragging this election thing because it is only May of 2019 and the election isn't until November of 2020. So I basically have to spend the next 18 months being like beat over the head by various individuals running for president. (sighs) It's going to be a long election season. I'm already tired and we haven't even really begun. Like, I just want to know, like, if somebody out there that's into the politics and has answers for me can explain why America drags it like this. Because other countries <laughs> well, be for, like... For, for money. For money. Okay. Other than that. They, like, no, I it's, need... it's, it's always money. Right. I get that. But I also just... I need somebody to help me make it make sense. Because... It's always money. 
other countries, they be like, they announced today we have an elections in two months. And then they have elections. We be like, I don't even have the elections even been announced. Like, I, I think we just know they're coming. And so everybody's out here like, let me get out here. Let me, like, you, you why can, you, is you can, it? You can announce your candidacy as early as you want. And you can campaign as early as you want. Right. And what, what, that is what the problem is. You can, you can campaign as early as you want. You can start collecting money as early as you want. And that's why I say it's money. Yeah. Because you can I'm... start collecting money as early as you want. You can get endorsements as early as you want. And then it, 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 just, it just gets ridiculous. Like, it, it gets really ridiculous. I think it just... Like, how can we make it stop? Because I, it is so exhausting. It's like literally by the time we're actually at voting day, like everybody is so over it. Like, I don't feel like anybody is voting with, like, a great deal of enthusiasm. We're just like, girl, just so I am nice. tired so of nice. talking. Like, we literally be watching the night of, like, oh, God, who is it? <laughs> who, like, just, I'm tired. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Like, I think I went to sleep last election night because they was dragging it. And I was just like, y'all, I'm going to just wake up in the morning. Y'all going to tell me who won, allegedly. Um, but, you know, I think, <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting in the next couple of months to see how the pool either opens up or narrows down. Because I, I, I can imagine that some people will probably be withdrawing at some point soon because just the connecting with people is not there. It's not happening. Like, people like Cory Booker, like, I'm not seeing him, like, connecting in the way that I think people hoped he would. And, like, I don't know if he's really going to stick around for the long haul. Um, same thing with Kamala Harris. Uh, I don't I don't really know if she's going to stick around for the long haul of this. Um, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm just curious to see, like, who they end up uh, who the Democratic Party ends up um, putting forward to um, run against Donald Trump. So it's going to be a long election season. We're probably going to talk about it a lot on this podcast. So I don't want get to. Ready. I don't want to either. Don't but like I'm, I know, but I'm pretty sure they're going <laughs> to give us like great content because these people be out here wilding. Like mad people's like closets about to be opened up and skeletons about to fall out. So it's going to be going to be hella stuff to talk about. <sighs> I'm sure. Can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, yeah, do you have anything else on the docket? Anything else you want to talk about? I think we good. All right, all right, all right. So thank you for listening to the All Love No Fear podcast this week. Uh, check us out on our website, alllovenofearpcast.com. Um, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, check us out, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Blueberry, all the places where podcasts be at, with the exception of SoundCloud. That's where we are at. So until next time, we bid you adieu. Okay, we dragged it a little bit, but for real. Bye-bye, though. Bye, for real. Bye, bye, bye.